This is Transcend with Nat, where we're discovering our higher purpose and sharing stories and awarenesses along the path of transcendence. Hi, welcome to the show today. This is Nat. I'm your host. And today I'll be interviewing Jay Sue Garcia. We'll be discussing dreams, which is something that's very near and dear to my heart. And it's uh, very much part of my spiritual practice. And I know it's also very important to Jay Sue. But first, I'm going to talk about something that's on my mind recently, which um, I've been working lately to get in better shape, get in better health. And I have a trainer named Fwed, and he's French, and he gave me some great advice that really helped me with something that I have not been able uh, to really deal with or change in terms of a habit uh, until recently, until he gave me this advice. And back in the day when I was with John Roger, my spiritual teacher, he used to tell me, chew your food because we would eat together all the time. And he'd tell me if I didn't chew my food, I would end up with some digestive issues later on. And of course, being a magnificent, amazing student <laughs> that I was, I did not listen to him. <laughs> I, I mean, I heard what he was saying, but I didn't do it. I did, never was able to really uh, get to changing that habit. I was more like a Hoover. I had woof down that food. I would uh, inhale my food. So anyway, recently uh, working with Fwed, he told me a thing that really helped me uh, in order to chew my food, to eat slower, which is part of the point, um, so that I can digest my food better. And that was between each bite, put your fork down. It's amazing. That simple tool, because if you don't have your fork in your hand, you're not shoveling food, food in your mouth. So I used that and focused on that, and that has really dramatically changed my eating habits. Um, rather than focusing on slowing down or chewing my food, I took one little microscopic step, and microscopic steps are something JR taught me uh, for many years about how to change habits. And so that microscopic step really worked for me. And anyone out there who has trouble, who likes to inhale their food, just put your fork down between each bite and wait till you're done chewing and then pick up your fork and take another bite. It's real simple. Uh, the other thing he told me in conjunction with that is eat till you're 80% full because I was looking at losing some LBs some or some KGs if you're in Europe um, or probably most of the rest of the world besides the US. Anyway, I was looking at uh, shaving off a few pounds and something that really came in handy that Fwed also told me in conjunction with that was eat till you're 80% full. You don't stuff yourself, uh, but you're not hungry anymore. But you gotta, do, you gotta do the eating slow thing because your body doesn't necessarily recognize uh, how full you're getting right away. It takes a little time for your body to recognize the food that you've been eating. So if you eat slow, eat till you're 80% 80, 80 full, uh, those are really great microscopic steps to eating healthier and to um, having some habits that help you 
lose weight as a lifestyle, I mean, as, as part of eating healthier as your lifestyle and losing, if you have extra weight, you know, it helps lose that weight. Um, I wonder if that's why I don't seem to lose weight when I eat all those pastries. I mean, I don't seem to gain weight when I eat all those pastries in France because I'm relaxed when I'm in France. And so I probably eat a lot slower. Anyway, just a thought, or maybe they just don't have calories, which uh, I'm just going to tell myself that. So let's move on to the main part of the show. All right, so today on the show we have Jay Sue Garcia, actor, producer, director, and now author. Uh, he has been a director and producer and actor of many movies. How many movies have you acted in? I, would, I think I did... 73 acting jobs, wow. maybe 50 movies. Wow, that's huge. And uh, he also directed, produced with John Roger, our spiritual teacher. Um, JR's uh, biography, basically, or his documentary called... Yeah. Mystical Traveler, The Way Shower, and Spiritual Warriors. There you go. And his latest book is The Love of a Master, which is about his time... Uh, serving JR for 27 years? I did 26 years, 26. three at Mandeville after his passing, and then yeah. I just go 29 years at Mandeville. But There you go. But 26 with him, and that's not including the first two years you do, but living and working with him, 26, yeah. Great. Well, I'm really happy to have him on the show. I think uh, we'll probably have some interesting stuff, if I know Zeus. Um, I got good stories about you that are coming up. <laughs> Well, I no, don't know about going into that. You'll have to do. You have to do some editing. <laughs> yeah. So, what I actually want to talk about today, one of the things, because when I started living and working at Mandeville with Jr. with our teacher, um, one of the things that Zeus was always really good at, by the time I came at least, was dreams, interpreting dreams. Um, getting information in dreams and anything to do with dreams. And he worked with JR. And because of how I saw him uh, asking JR and, and doing his dreams, I also uh, followed that same path and, you know, started really paying attention to my dreams, keeping dream journals, asking JR about things. And all of that. So I never really asked you, Zeus. So let's uh, start there. How did that start for you with JR in terms of asking him and, and getting realizing the importance of dreams? That's a good question. Uh, I'm in currently in USM, and they're all about dreams in the CHH course. The University of Santa Monica. The University of Santa Monica. JR founded it, and, uh, and CHH is really fun because it's, it's doubling down on what JR uh, taught me. Uh, JR had, uh, there's, there's a couple things that JR had in a, in a couple of the books and I don't remember what it was, but specifically he taught me that, um, you know, drink some water before you, you go to bed. We all had bunk beds. Yeah. I mean, uh, lofty type beds. Yeah. Bed uh, in the loft in each of our rooms. I think that we had, f there were maybe, there was room for at least six staff in the back of the room and each staff on a good day could have unless it turns into a luggage room or an office, <laughs> the staff had, uh, when we were younger, uh, we'd all stay in the top loft with a stair. It, it reminded me of like some kind of 
boat or some kind of weird it's a soft like it's 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 quite a uh, it's depth if you fall it's it's yeah. long it's I a have, long fall i, I did fall <laughs> once or twice and it was uh and you can hear someone falling because <laughs> they go <laughs> really uh, it's very painful um but yeah i like mine was like to me it was like a little cave it was a cave so yeah. in my room i had and we had mandeville has these wooden church-like uh ceilings and we're right at the ceiling if you get if you have a bad nightmare you will hit your, your forehead <laughs> on it anyway jared would always say go to bed and do this ritual sometimes he let me he advised me after a certain point he said don't do the candle meditation before you go to bed because you you can have a lot of like radical astral type clearing you know where it's like your head gets cut off you hit a vacuum cleaner in a car crash and you don't know what that means uh and so you drink a glass of water you do your intention which is read a little discourse and then you have a prayer and you ask God, hey, can you show me something? I was always, uh, thank you for reflecting back to me because now I remember, I always thought that I was the only one that knew it, but Nat's, Nat's remembering the conversations with Jared, which is really good. But Jared would say, well, just drink some water and say, I will remember this when I wake up and then drink the water in the morning and say, I will remember this. And uh, it got really good. Uh, you know, Jared, he would say, you know, you, you can't have an ego trip about it, but he would say, oh, you're a dream prophet. Because I'd come back to him and say, hey, I had a dream about this and this and this and that. And he goes, that's right. So you were there? And he'd say, yeah, I was there. And then, so then there's, he starts to teach you, you start to learn from his answers, which is what I, when I'm on the road talking on my book talks, I always tell people there's, three kinds of dreams Jared's gonna, you're going to have, maybe, at best, uh, a clearing karma dream, a premonition dream, or a traveling dream. And your job is, is to figure out which ones they are. And the best thing about Jared was you can go right to him. You don't have to write a letter to Betsy Alexander or to John or somebody and, and get a boilerplate about what this or that is. So Jared would say, yeah, that's right, that's an astral dream. Or, yeah, you were clearing karma. Or premonition write it down and then i got really good at i was all about show business so he and i were working on it and i would have jared was teaching all of us uh in particular all of us uh sometimes ranging uh the art bell would be on late at night and we'd <laughs> yeah. watch the x files and they were all talking about what jared was already talking about and that was uh you know ranging so i was ranging jobs hanging out with in my head, inside Andy Garcia's house or Benicio's house, next thing you know, I get a job because I start dreaming that it's something's coming up, you know, or I find my, I knew I was always going to work in a movie set when I would have a dream of a movie set. And then I'd go to Jared and I'd say, Jared, look, I had a dream about this and this and this. And he goes, well, flip your hands over and say, I receive. And that, there was a lot of that. And I think every staff member has a, like I'm, I have a moment with Jared, get out, you know, kind of moment, lock the door and it's just us. Yeah. So Nat has those as well as with Eric and, and Mark Herodine, where we, we kind of, sometimes we wanted all of us to be together. And then we'd hear, you know, the chief dough out the wisdom to all the young cats. <laughs> or sometimes we're like, Jared, Jared, I just want to talk to you alone. <laughs> and then you get that kind of lesson. And so, 
Yeah, anyway. Did once. you, um, I know for me, I had, part of it was learning to differentiate, like, what was real and what wasn't, because, you know, sometimes I'd have, I don't know if you had this, but I have these, like, terrible dreams with JR, and, or, or something really amazing, even, um, and I'd go to him, and I'd either think, you know, if it was amazing, I'd probably have an ego trip about it, and he'd be like, no, that was just you making that up. Or, and also with the, the negative, did you have a lot of that too? Or? A lot. Yeah, he said, he would say, you know, you would have a dream that you're, you're gone, you're off staff. It was horrible. You wake <laughs> up and, Jared, was that you? And he goes, that's a counterfeit. That's a lot of the times Jr. would say that there's counterfeit JRs and they come in. And till this day, you got to check it out. You know, the, and, and there is a rule. And it's in the, Jira said it, I've heard Ishwar say it, and other Radhaswami teachings or Shabdi Yoga is the, the master teacher won't, in the physical, uh, violate what he's telling you in the spiritual, and vice versa. They both got a match. And so I didn't know that then. We were still panicky when we get that, you know, something didn't go down too well the day before. And it was an awful dream. And a lot of the times, I just chalked it up with that we're clearing karma with the teacher. And I have had a horrible time in the inner and on the outer where, you know, you're kicked out. You're told to move out. Uh, you know, I, I didn't always have, I wasn't always on best behavior. And he, he just had enough. And so you got to get, you're going to move. And... And that matches the inner. So then you're going, that's true. That showed up, and it showed up three weeks later. So the best thing that I would recommend for those out there is to get a journal. Because Jero, even the old man discourses, which is my favorite, the, the thick discourses, has a back journal on it that has a daily thing that you can track and check mark, like an Excel spreadsheet. And you check Monday was bad, Tuesday was good. And till, I, and I was an actor before Jr. So I always had a journal, and I always wrote down stuff. And tracking is a key. I use Evernote now on the digital age. Yeah, I use and that I, too. And I Evernote my dreams. Very important. I Evernote my sound current dreams. Like, oh, I, f I heard that. I felt it, and I, you know, and then I write down the the I, I, uh, there's a seminar that JR came out with where he said dreams are called reality experiences. Did you hear that? No. It's in like it's in one of those Phil Danza sends out great stuff lately and so I I get it mixed up with the thumb drive and I get it mixed up with the JR marathons but one of them was you have to get the word out of you have to get the dream word out of what's going on in the night when you put the body down. If you get rid of dream you realize it's the one time where the mind's not controlling anything and JR comes in or John and starts working you. And then you can, and then hopefully you wake up and you remember, you know? Yeah. JR actually has a book called dream voyages, which is, oh, that was it, yeah. that's, that's a good one. It has kind of the overview, but 
to me, you, you really touched on something that I tell people too, which is like, don't believe your dreams. Like don't, if you have a dream that, you know, whatever it is, just write it down and track it. Because if you just like jump into it and think that that is true, you know, it may be a counterfeit. It may be oh, yeah. something that's, you know, you have to, it takes a lot of time and work and, and tracking is really good. And the discourse is Zeus is talking about. You can get those at msa.org. Um, but those are, JR wrote these monthly booklets that you can read. And at the back of them, at least, I don't know if they still have that, but at the back of them, they had tracking sheets. And a lot of a lot of what JR always taught was check it out. And a lot of that was using tracking. Um, and you, you can track your emotions, you can track your habits, your addictions. And just the act of, of tracking um, is something that, to me, is has been crucial to all of this. How long for you do, you, do you have like a time period where you go, your dreams usually yes. show up between this and this time? So that when I was getting really, really good at it, it was six months. A, predi- a premonition was happening. Of course, you know, uh, you're only allowed to see what you're allowed to see. You know, like I, JR fell and got hurt. I didn't see that one. Uh, so you're, you're only allowed what your karma pretty, you know, uh, permits you to, 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 but premonition, there's a great book called one mind by Larry Gossi. I I recommend reading that because we're all one mind essentially. And the other, I'll tell you a quick experience. I was in Australia recently and I had a dream of John Morton coming in and I love John Morton. I prefer uh, JR in the dream as well with John. And then I realized, oh, there's something I need to do with John. What is it? And I got my ego out of it, and I just go, show me. So he was in barrel, and this is how quickly I did it in three days. That was a three-day premonition dream. I had it before he flew in, and it was me and him hugging, like loving, you know, hugging. And I was like, I need remember John used to come up to Mandeville and Mm -hmm. and, uh, download with JR, and there was that fellowship and every now and then staff members i don't care who it is in particular i can only talk about my world so staff members of old of old staff members of jr need to get together regardless of uh whether john's busy or not in some ways connecting makes sense so i don't know it was so weird so then i go well he's in barrel that was about an hour and a half two and a half hours to jamboree about three hours to get there I drove. I knew I had to see him. I drove. I walk in. Perfect timing. There he is registering to check in. I said, John, I just had a dream. <laughs> you need to hug me. And and we were hugging and loving. And it was amazing. And it was magic. And he goes, well, you in a hurry? Uh, you want to sit down and have tea? And uh, we sat down and had tea. And it was really magical. Lee came and joined. And to me, that that was a three-day. And... Sometimes it's a one day, but it's no longer six, uh, six, uh, six months. And I had, I had subsequent dreams like that while I'm on the road. Can't have, for some reason, they don't have them to me in L.A. Yeah, like I it's kryptonite a, in L.A. I get a lot of them <laughs> when I'm traveling, too. It's, it's funny. I mean, since JR passed, at least, it's like, L.A., I've gotten them. But when I go on the road, it's, it's like incredible. it's a lot easier somehow. Do you get a lot in Hawaii when you yeah, go? Yeah, yeah, I get yeah. I get some good ones in Hawaii. 
I, um, I get some good ones when I'm camping, like out in the mountains alone. I think just kind of getting out of the psychic pollution of LA mm-hmm. or something for mm-hmm. me is it, where it's just quieter. There's less, less static. Jared went to Hawaii a lot to recharge. So that's, that's yeah. a good place I went to, to go. Panama too. That yeah. was nice. Um, yeah, and Bora Bora back in the day. God, if I was, can afford it. Oh man, that was if you if you've uh, never been to Bora Bora, it's definitely one to put or somewhere in French Polynesia. Oh, that's the year you went without me. Yeah, yeah. Um, if definitely put it on the bucket list. Uh, that's my dog barking. Um, definitely put it on the bucket list for you. So have have you found that sometimes you have a dream and you think. Um, you think that you know what it means and you th- like it's a premonition dream and you think it's like going to be this movie with this person, but then it comes in as Absolutely. a totally different thing. Absolutely. Um, in, in CHH, you know, you start reading psychological stuff, which I like the JR approach, which is beyond the mind. But the psychologists, all them guys are masters only on the mental. Maybe Dave Hawkins goes above it. I love loyalty to your soul. So they're... <laughs> A dream, if you're going to really interpret a dream, you need to, you need to be outside the box because it won't be the mind doing it. If you really attack it from a mind perspective, left brain, right brain, if you go literal on it and linear, uh, linear and sequential left brain, then you're going to get, sorry, a dumbass answer <laughs> and unfortunately limited to the proportion of what it what your left brain can do limited to that if you go right brain that's total flow with god spirituality and it's not it's not reptilian so uh i just helped someone with a dream okay and they were talking about the dream and this person's there i've heard ishwar talk about it as well i would have loved to have more discussions with jr about it but most of the time when i talk to jr about it I nailed it only, uh, and, and you have to be careful because people think that they know stuff, and I don't know stuff, but jacked into JR, I did know stuff. Everybody did. Because when JR was at your side, and you, you were plugged in, you knew the answer, and you could, your mind could lead you to believe that you knew it by your own uh, means, but not really. You were plugged in to the creative universe of the totality of everything, right? And so you have to do the same now that JR is not here physically. You got to go in and go right brain and just flow with many op- many questions on the dream. And one of them is, am I playing all the parts? That's a really good one. Yeah. It's- so a lot of the times, you know, people are like, because um, I, I love Ishwar, but I'm actually funnier on it, which goes... Do you, if you have a dream with 30 people and those 30 people don't like you or do like you or half the people or their family members, do you think that they all took time off in their dream to come over to your dream and be in your dream <laughs> as if they're all going to show up? So you have to, the question I ask people when I'm trans helping to translate their dream, but they translate it. I only, I just question them a couple of things like what does so-and-so mean to you? One person had a dream of them being in a train, in a subway. Well, what's a subway mean to you? What's that little boy mean to you? 
oh, that's when I, w- I, I really love the innocence of that kid. Then all of a sudden, yes, sorry. So basically, God talks to you a lot of the times in metaphors, not in a logical, linear way. Although could, good luck. I think the way he speaks to you is out of the box. And it might, he might speak to you in pictures, in, in essence, and in metaphors. Metaphors are big. And, uh, you know, what does that mean? A lot of my dreams come in metaphors now. You know, a pond, a fish, a sunlight, and a breeze. You know, what's that? You know, oh my God, should I travel then? I get a lot of takeoff dreams in a plane. Yeah. Then I know, does that mean do I book a flight? Or does that mean JR? JR, when I went to JR about that one, he goes, no, we're soul traveling. We did it last night. And cool. so, so plane dreams, train dreams, cars. Let's hold off for a sec. Let them. Let's take a break. So we took a All break right. because uh, gardening machines were making a lot of noise. Um, but I was actually had this great question to ask you, and um, because I didn't write it down now, I don't. Well, have the it. last thing we were talking about was dreams and uh, uh, and and seeing all the people as yourself. Yeah, the the some of the psychologists and things like that. Uh, I mean, my conclusion is I love the way Jr. Uh, did the dreams, which. A lot of his messages came down above the mind. And so you got to, you know, first you're in your soul traveling with JR and then you drop down until you wake up. And a lot of the times he would say, uh, if you, if you came at him with like, oh, JR, I had a dream where I was like with you and then a crocodile bit my leg and then I got in a car crash and then I was running from chickens. And so all that just means that you saw him in the soul, you traveled and then you dropped because you got to wake up. And so you're going, you know, uh, etheric, mental, uh, causal, uh, astral, and then you fit, you wake up and you got to be careful who's reading, who, who on those levels inside of you is, um, translating the dream. So you have to really write it down. And sometimes you'll be driving down the street, look at something, go, oh, I remember I had a dream. A lot of people in the movement went up to JR and said, hey, JR, I had a dream with you last night that I was supposed to go up to you and ask you something. And then he goes, right, that was me and that is correct and here it is. <laughs> it's like... Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, that really um, makes me remember going to him and telling him a dream and then it was actually two or three dreams in one dream and just how i remembered it how i put it together and that's part of like over time you kind of go oh this seems like it's a couple different levels and this part is on this level and at the same time you're having like whatever this is the soul level that you had a, you know, your symbol, you have a symbol of, and you're like, or the sound or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then there's, you're at the same time on another level having an experience there and you put the two together as you come back. That's um, metaphors and things like that on that symbol. Yeah. And so actually one of the things that I've done and, and when you were talking before about the dreams, um, a lot of times lately now what I do is I write down the dream and then I write down my initial like take on what I think this it means 
and then maybe I'll have all think about it a bit and go, well, what if it, it, this is all the people like you were saying, all the people are me and this is just symbolic of me and then I'll write that interpretation down and what if this is a premonition and then I'll let it sit and then a while back I, I might go through it and go, oh, that's what that was about because you know, six months, three months, whatever it is later, I realize that's what that dream was about. And I couldn't have known then. I, um, I'm, I got, I'm in the middle of my second book, which is called Dreams of a Master. And it's, it's a great all title. Yeah. And I just went, uh, something hit me, you know. And what hit me the other day, it's probably a month ago, is JR. I hadn't had a lot of JR dreams and I was wishing for him. And that's part of USM calls it incubation. There's a lot of terms, everybody has a, a gimmick. And we all come up with gimmicks. Every guru or teacher has a gimmick. And it doesn't matter, like JR says, it's ham and eggs. I can be up here and do ham and eggs, and then spirit comes in. So one of the gimmicks uh, that you hear or lingo or jargon is incubated. So, okay, so I incubated the dream, but it's mostly like me doing prayer and saying, JR, I'd love for you to come into the dream. And I get a, a solid dream, and it always happens when I'm out of town. And in the dream, this is how I know it's not a dream. It's JR telling me to go do something. And how you know whether it's JR, go do it. And it will never be something like spend all your money or kill someone. It's always going to be like in this particular case, he says, find my purse. And JR used to have these little man purses. And I took one of those uh, when I left Mandeville as a, as a memorabilia. And he said to me, hug me and there were two snouts two dog snouts in between jr's chest so i was like and then the third one was i was paris i was uh i was you know roping bringing down you know rock roping down what's it called Blaying down yeah blaying down uh to a paul k seminar so i decided to do the first one i grabbed jr's purse i knew the one he was talking about and then a jacket so I wear the jacket he told me to wear, and it, people really like it. I open up the man purse and the gold uh, Star of David with JR's initials on it that we got in 2014 for his 80th birthday. It magically ended up there. I had lost it. I thought I lost it when I moved out of Mandeville. It fell down. I, I had it resoldered. The third one was go up and see my dogs. So I did, I went up to Mandeville and I went and said hi to the dogs. And those are three things. And that's where, as soon as I found the gold chain, I knew that the rest of the other two were things I had to do. And they were incredible. There were a lot of rewards. If you have a dream in which it's like walk down to the corner, you might want to go walk down to the corner to check it out. Yeah, I mean, and it's always, you got to keep your wits about you. You have to, you know, don't be stupid. Mm -hmm. If if it's something that might hurt you or someone else, obviously right. don't do it. You check it out. If it says go walk to the corner and it seems okay, then check it out. And maybe it was symbolic of something else, and maybe it was walk to the corner and you you have a whole experience. The thing there. for me was it was Jr. telling me I'm closer to you than you think, and I, he kissed me in the back of my neck in a dream, and the chain broke off in real life. I woke wow. up, the chains were all. I had to redo my chain. Uh, and I knew that it was a lesson for me of don't think that I'm gone. And that, that was deep stuff. And, uh, you know, and 
that changed my life. I called you soon after that from Southwest. And uh, there's some really magical things that are out there that are available for us to go to if we decide to and not play a small game but play the big game. I mean, I think that to me, dreams and... I mean, dreams slash inner experiences because some mm-hmm. some of the sometimes you're either in spiritual exercises, meditation, whatever you you go out and have these experiences which are like dreams but a little different are a huge part of of my spiritual life and how I get information and uh, it becomes even more important to sleep on something and not you know that's something that uh, I don't know if I learned it from JR or whatever, but it's like, just sleep on it and see, see what the, what gets brought forward in the dreams. Yeah. You're smarter on that one than me. I usually send the email that night and get in trouble. <laughs> I, I see those emails. <laughs> you sat like, on it. You oh, were no. smart. I was like, well, I don't know how smart I've been either though. I remember I used to go up to JR and I used to say, come on, let me send this out. And he'd say, I wouldn't. And then I would say a lot of the stuff, a lot of times I stood down, uh, but Did when I went, ever when, not and you regretted it. Oh yeah. And then, <laughs> and there was a lot where JR, you, you present something to JR cause we both did emails for him and he would say, drop it, delete it. Don't respond. And I was like, how can you not respond? And then <laughs> now I get it, you know, cause he's, he's the total of everything. And He's the master of non-reaction. Sometimes not responding is the best. Is critical. It is actually is a response. Yeah, actually, I talked about that. I recorded a um, podcast that's not out, but about Lincoln and how, like, one of his leadership things is that he wouldn't. He'd write these. I forget what he called them, hot letters or something. And so when he was angry, he wouldn't act on it. So he might write a letter. But he wouldn't sign it or send it. Or send it. And he, they found one in his drawer after he was assassinated. But it was just typical of him where he wouldn't, you know, react like that. He might react and write it, but he would. Or wait, he won't act, act on, on it. On the reaction, yeah. yeah. He had the reaction, but he wouldn't act on Sorry, it. Sorry, Abe. I've, <laughs> I've sent a lot of those hot letters. Out. <laughs> it's I a lot what, easier with email. I wonder now. what Abraham Lincoln would do if he did have emails. Yeah. Would he have that? Or Twitter. I mean, Twitter is yeah. like, what would oh, Abe do? I don't know. Um, so we covered a lot of great stuff in, in this episode about dreams and about all that has to do with dreams. Um, so I finish these episodes, these uh, podcasts with a question to the people I interview. And that is, imagine that you're at your own funeral and everyone's there that you've known. What would you tell them that life has taught you? Love. Uh, you know, I tell Nicole, like I knew towards the very end of Jared's life, I knew what love was, you know, service, ultimate service. And then I remember looking at JR through the living room door and I was saying, man, why can't I love other people like that? And then that was, that was the, if I could love, and and then that's true Christ. I I didn't realize what Christ action or Christ like things were until you really, when we really, I mean, you experienced it as well. It's kind of like when you're really looking at, the thing that you're loving and serving, it's incredible. 
that I'm still trying to chase. So yeah, I would say love, you know. That's great. So thanks Zeus for being on the show. Thank you, Nat. Um, Good luck on the podcast. Thank you. And you can get your latest book is The Love of a Master and they can get that on Amazon. Yeah, please review it, buy it. Yeah, by Jesus Garcia. DSS. DSS. Thank you. All right, thanks. We should flip this around and interview you. <laughs> Thank you guys. Love you guys. Check it out. Transcend the